listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What's up, everyone? It's your host, Chris Vogel, and welcome to another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast presented by Buku Media and Level Water. Level Water is a New Orleans-based alkaline water that goes through 11 stages of purification and is infused with bioavailable minerals such as calcium, magnesium, and potassium to deliver superior tastes and hydrations. Try Level Water today by visiting levelwaterco.com bkm and use our latest code BKM6PK for a free six-pack of Level Water. All you have to do is just pay shipping or select free local pickup to get your free six-pack of Level Water. Remember, the code is BKM, the number six, PK, all capital for the letters. Now, let's get into this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast, and it's a fun Wednesday. I mean, I'm feeling good. I know we have a new episode of Loki. I haven't gotten to it yet. I know you guys will know when I tweet about it because I'm such a Marvel fanatic, but we got a new Loki coming out. We got Saints drama this week, which definitely had the timeline popping. So we're going to talk about everything going on with the New Orleans Saints. And we're kind of entering the period where, look, there is, you know, training going on and people are getting ready for the season. But because minicamp has basically died down and OTAs are basically died down, people are just doing individual workouts or people are, you know, kind of grouping up in Tampa, like you see Winston and Traquan Smith. So there's almost a dead period. And I thought, hey, you know, I'm going to have to come up with some interesting topics to to discuss. And I actually had some really interesting ones for this week, but I pushed them to the side because one of our former players from last year's team decided to make a very interesting comment. And that player was Jared Cook, who had maybe one of the worst exits I've ever seen from the Saints. Like, it was just not great. Obviously, we all know what happened, and I don't need to repeat what happened. It's no secret. We know how this story ended. But Jared Cook was doing, I would say, not his introductory, but one of his first early press conferences with the Chargers. And they were talking about the team and what he sees so far. And at one point, a reporter asked him about the talent. Is like, you know, hey, Jared, is the talent in, the, you know, L.A. kind of similar to what you have in New Orleans? Because remember, the Chargers have a really great receiver in Keenan Allen. They have a really great running back in Austin Eckler. And then they have nice complimentary pieces like a Jalen Guyton and a Mike Williams and Johnson. And they drafted Josh Palmer from Tennessee. So there's actually a lot of interesting weapons on this Chargers team. And when they were talking about the wide receiver talent, Jared Cook said, we probably got better talent here, meaning Los Angeles, at wide receiver than we had in New Orleans. And I don't think the man is wrong with what he said, and I'll explain why in just a bit. But man, when it came out of Jared Cook's mouth, I was like, oh, wait, Twitter's not going to take this well. And then two minutes later, people are literally just coming after Jared Cook on Twitter and talking about the fumbles and the comments he made. And I always used to refer to Jared Cook as Jared, it is what it is, Cook, because when he was talking about the struggles last season, he's like, it is what it is. It's late in the season. And in my head, I was like, the weirdest comment I've ever heard in my life. So from there, I was kind of just turned off with Jared Cook. And I would, I kind of went the civil route yesterday because I didn't think he was wrong. I think from a depth perspective, the Chargers have more depth. Now, the Saints have the best wide receiver out of the group. Michael Thomas is better than Keenan Allen or anyone the Chargers have to offer. But the Chargers do know who their wide receiver two is. The Saints are finding that. They do know who their wide receiver three is. The Saints are trying to find that. So he wasn't wrong. But you know when there's someone who you just can't fucking stand, and I don't care if their point is right, you just don't want to hear him? That's who Jared Cook is. And I have nothing wrong with Jared Cook. I think Jared Cook seems like a really good guy. He seems like a family man, and I, there's probably nothing wrong with him. But man, if you don't shut up, I mean, like when you have an exit that bad, you probably are just better off never talking about your old team. And I'm not saying Jared Cook's tenure with the Saints was bad. 
He had some really good moments, like the 49ers game or the Titans game. And there were times where I'm like, man, this is the best tight end we've had since Jimmy Graham. But he fumbled in the worst possible moment of a season that ended again in kind of heartbreaking fashion. And you always look back at it and say, hey, what was the turning point of that game? There's no question. It's Jared Cook fumbling because the, throughout the whole season, or probably throughout his whole NFL career, he holds the ball like a loaf of bread, and then boom, someone knocked it out. So he is probably right. But man, I don't want to hear from Jared Cook. I don't want to hear anything from Jared Cook, frankly, if it has to do with the Saints. Just focus on your new team. Enjoy your time with the Chargers. I bet I'll have some good moments with Justin Herbert. Like, you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. When you fuck up, the last person you want to hear from, especially when you fuck up collectively, is from the guy responsible, probably the most responsible for it. And I can't sit here and tell you that the Saints would have beat the Bucs if Cook didn't fumble, but I could tell you that they had really good momentum and they probably would have went up 10, maybe 14, and that changes the whole game. So I don't think anyone wants to hear anything from Jared Cook, and it's frustrating. And I kind of tried to take a civil approach. I'm still currently trying to take a civil approach. I know you guys are like, Chris, just go off on him, and I'm trying to stay civil. But Jared Cook has become the Toby Funderson to Saints fans, Michael Scott. Whatever he says, it's just repulsive. You don't want to hear it. And that's who he's become. So I kind of wish him decently well with the Chargers. But I'd be lying to you if I didn't say, man, it wouldn't be funny if he fumbled like in a really opportune moment. And like the Chargers are doing well and Herbert hits Cook over the middle and then bam, a fumble. I'm not wishing anything bad. I hope he has a long, healthy, productive season. But wouldn't mind seeing a costly fumble for another team. It's just, you know, if we're going to suffer, everyone else should suffer. It kind of feels that way from a fan base perspective. But Jerry Cook coming out, doing that crap, I, I don't get it. Never will. But man, it's like when you had a really bad breakup with your ex, you don't want to hear about that person again, but then they just bring you up. It's like, man, fuck you. I, I don't want to hear it. Now, I haven't had that problem. I don't know if you guys had, but this is what it kind of seems like. And if I'm Jared Cook, after what happened on Twitter yesterday, and I wasn't one to say anything, but a lot of Saints fans went at him, he probably will get the memo like, okay, never talk about the Saints again, ever. Like, just just never do it. It's just not, it's not worth it for him. It's not worth it for the Saints fans. So that's something I definitely wanted to just briefly address because I'm not here to have the roast of Jared Cook. I think I roasted him when the Saints lost to the Bucs. I don't got to do it again because then I have to go down this dark path of thinking about the Saints playoff losses. And man... Like I said, it's Wednesday. We're feeling good. The weather's hot as hell out here. Just enjoy it. We don't have to spend too much time on Jared Cook or else we're going to all be miserable. And that would just kind of take down the, I guess, the morale of the week. Now, I want to go into a different topic, and this has to do with the current Saints team and the current offensive players they have and something that's probably been the most talked about subject, which I really don't think is being talked about in the right way. And that is the quarterback, and for people watching on video, quarterback battle between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. And obviously, I say people watching on video because I just did my air quotes. There's going to be a quarterback competition in camp. That is what Sean Payton's told us. That's what everyone's reported. And I believe that. I believe that. However, there is nothing on the face of this earth that can change my mind regarding who the starting quarterback is for at least the 2021 season, and that's Jameis Winston. Don't ask me. Don't say, oh, Chris, wh where are you getting this from? Or, Chris, who said that? Why would the players are telling you without actually telling you Jameis Winston's their guy. Now, how did I come to that conclusion? Well, for starters, everyone and their mothers is working out with Jameis Winston this, this offseason. I mean, Traquan Smith, Adam Troutman, Marquez Callaway, Tony Jones, Jawan Johnson, Nick Vanette, everyone 
for the except, exception of maybe a Michael Thomas who's still recovering from his ankle injury because remember he had a serious surgery and maybe an Alvin Kamara who probably doesn't have to work out with anyone. He's that damn good. And he's doing his own stuff individually. Obviously, you see those crazy workouts he does. The All the role players who are looking to find ways to enhance their role in the Sean Payton offense, they're all working with Jameis Winston. Now, does this mean that they're saying they don't like Taysom Hill? No, that's not what it means. But what are they telling you? This is the guy they're working out with. This is the guy who they believe in. This is the guy who they probably think is going to be the starter. I don't know about you guys, but I'm probably not going to waste my offseason working out with someone who I don't think is going to start and throw me the football on Sundays. Will you work out with them time to time? Sure. But at one point, it felt like Traquan and Callaway and Jones and Juwan Johnson, it felt like they were working with Winston for like a month straight. And I don't think you do that unless you're like, hey, he's our starting quarterback and we know it. So the Saints can sit here, specifically Sean Payton, and convince me, you know, that game of mafia, it can convince me that he's not in the mafia. But motherfucker, I know you are. Like, you can't tell me that Jameis Winston isn't starting this year. You just can't. And again, I'm not knocking Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill will play a role in some capacity for the Saints this year, whether it's running, whether it's receiving, whether it's a couple of pass plays, although you'd hope they dial that back, especially when Jameis is starting, and you kind of just use Taysom in that runner-receiver type role where he just thrives in. So he will play a role. I'm never going to doubt that. That's the one thing about Taysom Hill that really helps is even if he's not a starting quarterback, he brings a lot of value, brings a lot of value. And we think we saw that last year when they didn't have in the playoff game. But again, you got the workouts going on. You have Cam Jordan mentioning Jameis Winston when he's asked about the Saints quarterback room. He goes, we got a quarterback who threw 5,000 yards. I can tell you that Taysom Hill is not that quarterback who threw for 5,000 yards. I, I think you guys know that. He hasn't thrown for 5,000 career yards. James Winston did it in 2019 with the Bucs. So obviously that's who he's referring to. You have guys like Traquan Smith mentioning that James Winston went out of his way to pay for their airfare to work out. You have people mentioning James's leadership. And does this mean James is going to be amazing this year? No. Does it mean James is going to revitalize his career? No. Does it mean that James, in my opinion, is a starting quarterback? Absolutely. And nothing's going to change my mind. And I know that the Saints are going to have a camp battle and it's going to be fun. And I'm sure there's moments where Taysom will look good. But I think Jameis is starting. I'm, I'm not going to back down from that stance. Whether Jameis is a starter after this year, don't even ask me from now because I would probably tell you no, but that's because I think the Saints are going to be aggressive in the quarterback market eventually. But that's a problem for another time. And that's that problem's not there if Jameis plays really well in 2021. So I think he's going to be the starter. There is no word from Sean, we'll see Payton, or Sean, well, you know, or Sean, I was probably lying to you, Sean Payton, that guy. There is nothing that he can say that will be like, okay, maybe there is a quarterback battle. I'm just not going to buy it. So I think Jameis is the guy. I'm sure you guys probably agree with me in that regard. And we'll go from there. Now, the last thing I wanted to talk about, and it's going to be kind of minor, but I wanted to incorporate a little bit because it's something I actually want to talk about for the most part of the episode. I want to talk about four players who, believe it or not, are going to need to step up this season. And if they don't, it's going to be really interesting. And what I mean by that is it's going to be really interesting to see how the Saints can overcome certain things if they're not playing well, and more importantly, their future. And the first guy I want to talk about with is your 2020 first-round pick, Cesar Ruiz. I liked Ruiz coming out of college. I was never afraid to admit it. Was the pick a little weird because they drafted a center to play guard and they already had a good center and they knew they needed a guard 1,000%. It's weird. If I go into GameStop and I know I need a new controller, why the hell would I walk out with a new video game and not the control? Does that make sense to you? I know it's a weird fucking analogy. You guys are probably sitting there like, what the hell is Chris saying? But 
It's the point. Or I'll, I'll compare it to clothes. If I, knew, I need a new pair of jeans and I walk out with like six pairs of socks, what the hell is that doing for me? The Saints knew they needed a guard and they got a center who's never played guard for the most part. And you already have a good center. And you're like, oh, maybe we'll make the center play guard because we drafted a center when we needed to go. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But Sean Payton claims that he's doing better. The Saints are going to need him to be better. I actually thought Cesar Ruiz was a little bit, you know, a, a little bit more impressive as the season went on. I think Saints fans were just so quick to rip on him because we've had the Andrews Pete with, you know, I don't want to say trauma, but kind of feels like it where you just assume, oh, man, Ruiz is responsible for Breeze's ribs getting cracked. That's it. He sucks. Sure, he sucked for a good amount of the season, but late in the year, especially the Minnesota game, and I thought there was times where Cesar Ruiz looked really good, and I'm not trying to cover his ass. I just think he will be a little bit better this year, and he's going to need to, because if he's not, then if he's not good for two straight years, especially after having the full offseason, so now there's no more excuses, then we're going to look back at 2020. We're like, they couldn't draft someone else. They couldn't draft a receiver. They couldn't draft maybe a Patrick Queen. They couldn't draft maybe anything else. I mean, if you look back, I think people would rather have like a Brandon Ayuk or a Patrick Queen or anyone but Cesar Ruiz if he doesn't play well. But he has the chance to change that narrative, and I think that's why he's so important for this 2021 season. And I think he will step up. I, I don't know how much better he'll get, but I do think with a full off season of learning the guard position, I think he will be better. The next guy, and my God, if I didn't bang this drum about a million times in my podcasting career, if I even have a podcasting career, Marcus Davenport. I don't want to get too in-depth on this because you guys know where this leads me to. It's a lot of F-bombs and a lot of just talking about how I don't like this player. But it's this is it. This is it for Marcus Davenport. And I think that I'm going to give a little shout-out to the, Saints, uh, the Hashtag Saints Twitter podcast, and I agreed with them, and I always agree with this idea for any player. It's okay to not love the game of football because – there are a lot of guys in the NFL who don't necessarily love the game and it, they're really good at it and they're really good at it. And this is a well-paying job, but if your heart's not in it and you can do other things, it, there's nothing wrong with that after your five years in the NFL, kind of just bowing out. You made a hell of a lot of money for a first round pick, but this is it for Marcus Davenport because they drafted Peyton Turner, who I'm not saying is Davenport's replacement. I think he's actually Cam Jordan's future replacement, but you drafted Peyton Turner. You signed to no passing, you You have Carl Granderson back in the fold. There's a lot of guys on this defensive line who, if you're not going to produce, man, they're going to be licking their chops to get your spot in that starting lineup. And for Davenport's perspective, he kind of talked about, hey, I was looking at the sack numbers. I kind of put my, you know, too much pressure on that and it changed my approach. Okay, I believe him. I do believe him. There's a weird idea that if you don't, get sacks, then you're not productive, which is wrong. Here's where the issue lies, though. The QB hits need to be up. The pressures need to be up. And I can live with you not having a, a crazy amount of sacks if your pressures and your QB hits are up. For example, Carl Lawson, who just signed with the Jets and free agency who played for the Bengals last year, you'll look at the sack number, you're like, man, not that productive a player. But then you realize how many times he's actually hitting the quarterback. And that's value. So can Davenport do that? And if he can't, then it's going to be the fourth year of saying, my God, what a waste for this player. And if he gets injured again, then you just got to keep slapping the injury prone label. And there's so many, if things go wrong, that people are going to just go nuts over. And I don't necessarily blame them because again, remember Davenport was taken after, you know, Davenport was considered the missing, like the final thing they needed for that Saints team was a great pass rusher. 
opposite Cam Jordan. So they traded two firsts. It hasn't worked out. It, I, I'm not even going to say it's been a bad return on their investment because that'd be too nice. But that's how it's been. So Davenport needs to step up. If he does, great. If not, okay. I'll be here on the podcast to talk about it, and I'm sure it will be very animated. But that's someone who I definitely want to talk about. Now, a third player. Remember, I'm only doing four for today. That's going to probably have a bigger role than people think, and this is one that might you people might listen to and go, all right, not that much pressure on him, but he does need to step up. It's Patrick Robinson. Now, Patrick Robinson in limited time last year, I thought was very good. I thought he had some moments where, hey, I was like, man, P-Rob is kind of turning back the clock. Good for him. But he's going to have to do that again, and he's going to have to do it on a consistent basis because the Saints secondary right now, it's Marshawn Lattimore, assuming he's not suspended, on out, at outside cornerback, I should say. And then it's, okay, is Paulson Adebo going to start? There's a weird idea on Twitter, and I see some Saints fans, and if this is you, shout out to you because you're holding it down, that are calling out people who say rookie cornerback can't start. Rookie quarterbacks can absolutely start in this league, and you don't have to be a first-round pick. You can be a second or a third, like Paulson Adebo is, and you can start. The adjustment period's tough. It's a hard position to learn, but just because you're a third round pick at cornerback doesn't mean you can't start in your rookie season. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And there's people who actually believe it, but there are a lot of you Saints fans doing the good work who are like, man, that is just not true. Now, early in the year though, Patrick Robinson might need to start. And if he does, he's going to need to be good because you have to look at this Saints depth chart at cornerback and realize, all right, you know what they got in the slot with C.D. Deuce, and you know what they got with a P.J. Williams, who granted you guys might not be fond of, he plays his role, and he plays his role pretty well at times. That's in the slot, though, primarily. At the outside cornerback position, you know what you get in 23. Then it's Paulson Debo who you have to figure out and you have to develop. And it's Patrick Robinson. And we'll see. Maybe they sign a Drake Kirkpatrick, or they sign like a Steven Nelson, or you know, who knows, a Richard Sherman. And if they do that, that takes away such a concern because that veteran can hold down the fort for four or five weeks, it gives Paulson Adebo even more time to learn the NFL system and adjust to the game speed, and that could really help. But in the event that doesn't happen, Patrick Robinson's going to need to step up. And I think the tape for him to look at is probably the Detroit game of last year. I believe that's week four of the season. Probably his best game that he's had since coming back to the Saints. And he actually had some really good ones the prior season to 2019, where I saw Patrick Robinson in a limited role make a couple plays. So he's going to need to stay healthy. That's the first thing. And then two, once he's healthy, can he make a couple of plays here and there and just be a serviceable cornerback too? And if you do that, okay, then they kind of massage that issue for a couple of weeks just to figure out until Paulson Adebo is ready to go. Now, my fourth guy, and I, I actually think out of all the guys I mentioned, I'm the most confident in him. And you're going to say that I do this every year. And I'm going to be honest, I am guilty of doing this every year. But this is the year that Trey Smith needs to and will step up. And I don't know what that means. You know, I don't know if that means he's going to have a thousand yards receiving. I think that's a bit ambitious, but is Traquan going to have the most receiving yards he's ever had in his career? I think yes. Is he going to be the most productive and probably just look from the eyeballs, just the eye test, look the best that he's ever looked in the Saints uniform? I think yes, because I think the best element of Traquan's game got taken out from the short passing attack. It just, it's not what he thrives in. But Jameis is going to throw the ball deep. Jameis has been working a hell of a lot with Traquan Smith. I would be shocked if he doesn't have his best season. I honestly would be shocked. And I know you guys are going to sit there and be like, ah, well, you know, what's the, what's the baseline for a guy like him? What, what's the baseline for a Traquan Smith? And this is all I have to say. The year that the last season that James started with the Bucs, the last season, Rashad Perriman had 36 catches for 645 yards and six touchdowns. Traquan Smith, in my opinion, at this stage, now I know Rashad Perriman was like a former first and everyone loved him. 
is more talented than Brashad Perriman. I think he can do more things at times than a Brashad Perriman. And I know it hasn't worked out for Traquan because he's either injured or the opportunity is not there or he's just inconsistent. And I get that. But Traquan can put up 700 yards with Jameis Winston. I think he can put up 800 yards with Jameis Winston. And I'm not worried about that. So I think Traquan Smith is a guy who needs to step up, who will step up. And if he does, that changes the whole thing. Because what's something I've been harping on? I've been harping on the receiving group. Well, if Traquan Smith steps up, guys, you know what you have in Michael Thomas. Then you know what you have in Traquan Smith. And then it's, okay, can Callaway be good today? And can Deontay Harris be good next week? And can Kawan Baker give us a good play here and there? And all of a sudden, your issues get a little bit more clear. And that's important. So out of the four between Cesar Rees, among, excuse me, among Cesar Rees, Marcus Davenport, Traquan Smith, and Patrick Robinson, I'm the most confident in Traquan. I'm probably, if healthy, the most confident after Traquan in Patrick Robinson, if he's healthy, because P-Rob is a good veteran. He just needs to be on the field. And then I'll probably go Reese and then Davenport. I know you guys think I'm sticking into Davenport. I just, I need to see it to believe it. It's like Santa Claus. But unfortunately, Santa Claus isn't real. So maybe Davenport isn't either because he's barely on the field. So I, these are the four guys. If you guys don't agree with them, please hit me up and let's talk about it. You know, I always love to talk Saints on Twitter. Probably takes up too much time, but I love it. And just let me know what you think because I think the Saints team, I actually think people overrate their issues and their concerns from a roster standpoint, but I do accept the fact that there are certain players who need to step up for this team to continue playing well. And those are four guys who definitely will. I also want to know your thoughts on the quarterback battle or whatever you might want to call it. I, I made my case. I think James is a starter and the saints are just trying to fool everyone with like, Hey, no, there's a quarterback battle. There's no quarterback battle. There's not in my opinion. And, and then also the Jared cook thing, be a little careful with that though. I mean, some of you guys are just ruthless. I, I tweeted a joke about Jared Cook, and the responses were just like, wow. I, w- I was like, holy shit. Like, that's, that's harsh coming from me, and I'm, I'm pretty harsh sometimes. So anyway, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. I obviously wanted to go a little bit more light slash enjoyable, get a little bit more of an energetic feel to it, obviously. But with camp rolling around, and I think we're about a month and two weeks away or a month and a week away from training camp. I think a month and a week sounds right. We'll get into more stuff and kind of break down what the Saints need to do. But until then, that's going to do it for this particular edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. I'm going to focus on getting more interviews for you guys and having more engaging topics and more people coming on to talk Saints football because I know that's obviously what we want to do because we're so close. I mean, it feels, especially when you get into mid-June, you feel like the football season's almost here. Break out the Saints gear like I am today. You're like, all right, we're only a couple months away before football takes up my Sundays and borderline ruins my life. But There's also the great part of it. So I appreciate you guys listening to this particular edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. Stay tuned for more content in the future. If something breaking happens, whether it's a Ryan Ramchick extension or a Marcus Williams extension, two things that I have my fingers crossed oh so dearly for, I will be on here to talk about it, obviously, until then. And if not, if that doesn't happen, I'll be back here Monday on the Straight Up Saints podcast. 